What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. I am the host, Jason Hartwell from JK Blades. I may not sound like the same dude this week because allergies are killing me. So just a heads up, I'm probably going to sound funny. And uh, this week, Bubba can't be here. We got some scheduling issues going on. We are actually recording this the day it's coming out. So uh, I got a special guest on the phone with me to kind of fill in for Bubba. We got B. Cone back in the house again. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. It's always great to be back. I said I'd be back, and here I am. Yeah, with like an hour's notice, too, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, man. We got to do what you got to do. Yeah, well, got to keep that consistency up. There we go, man. So uh, it is about 10 after noon um, on Tuesday, and as soon as we finish recording this, I'm publishing it to come out on Tuesday. So this is going to be the most up-to-date episode ever. Uh, Just that quick, man. Just that quick. Let's go ahead and kick it off and let me talk about my awesome sponsor that we got for the show, Phoenix Abrasives. They are your one-stop shop for all of your abrasive needs. You can find them online at www.phoenixabrasives.com slash shop. They're also on Instagram and Facebook and wherever you Google things. If you Google best abrasives in the world, they're probably going to pop up. So uh, <laughs> make sure you check out Phoenix. Uh, Brian, what what kind of belts do you use? So I am all over the place. I've used uh, Red Label. I've used Combat. Uh, Broadback just came out with a couple new belts. Um, so I've tried a couple of those, which I really like. But the next time I do a restock, I'm definitely going to check out Phoenix. I mean, you've been giving it some pretty high praise. So I'm definitely going to, you know, give it a shot. Okay, well, you're going to have to try Phoenix. You know why? Why? Because if you use the code HUSTLE10, you'll get 10% off your whole order. Oh, sweet, man. Yep, new starting now. We now have a promo code with Phoenix Abrasives. Use the code HUSTLE10 and 10% off. And uh, with that, there's no reason not to try them. And once you try them once, you'll be hooked. Yeah, absolutely, man. So what's been going on with you this week? Anything fun, exciting, new going on? Well, this this past weekend I had a wedding, so I didn't get nearly as much time in the shop as I wanted. But I've got this little small batch I'm working on, a little nano neck knife, and then a couple of culinary knives. Um, two chefs. So I'm moving. A, I, I For those of you who have listened in the past, I'm moving here shortly. So, you know, new apartment, I might as well have a new set of knives. So I'm slowly chipping away at making myself a set of knives for the new kitchen. So chef knife, lay knife, pairing knife to start, just kind of a, you know, base set. And then from there, I'm going to kind of, you know, branch out into more specialty knives. But yeah, man, I'm just rocking and rolling over here. Um, It's been crazy hot. So I've been getting up and working early in the morning and, you know, going back inside and trying to cool off during the heat of the day. And then going back out at night when it cools off a little bit. How about yourself, man? Oh, man. It's been a busy week. It's been <laughs> uh, a lot going on in the shop as far as uh, a little bit of technical difficulties happening with some equipment. But we are working through that. Um, and that should be resolved here pretty soon. Do you uh, want to talk about that at all? I hear it's about your grinder. It is about the grinder. Um, so the grinder was damaged in shipping. And, mm. you know, it's nobody's fault but FedEx, but it, it was it was pretty well jacked up. So, uh, you know, I reached out to Beaumont, let them know what was happening. They were great about the issue. Um, they walked through some things on the phone with me and uh, tried to get it right. It wasn't right. wasn't going to be right. So they shipped mm. me some new parts, 
We put the new parts on and uh, did some fine tuning. It's better, but it's just not right still. So um, we're we're actually going to have to swap out the whole grinder. They think that something in Ooh. the frame got twisted somehow or another. Because, I mean, their their grinders come on a pallet, you know, already assembled. So when it, when it got smashed, um, it got smashed real good. So the sticker yeah, on the box that says this side up was put on upside down. Oh, no. Yeah, so the whole time. Oh, and this is the same grinder that FedEx lost. They finally found it. So the whole time it's being pushed around all these warehouses and shoved in who knows where, you know, it was upside down. And mm, that's a shame. Yeah. So they're actually going to just have to swap the whole thing out. So now we're waiting on that. And uh, So are they doing that for you or are you paying for another one? No, they're doing that for me. They're doing it for Sounds me. Sounds like they made you right then. They did. They did. Um, now it's just kind of a waiting game. And I was able to talk to Anthony from Beaumont up in Atlanta this weekend at Blade Show. And oh, cool. I, I kind of got the go-ahead to, you know, because I've been playing with it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But what's happening is the tracking just won't work. You know, the belt's just all over the place. So I can still hog metal with it. It's just if I want to set a plunge line or something, you know, it's, yeah. it ain't happening. So Yeah, uh, with fine-tuning like that, like it, if it's wiggling even a little bit, that's, that's going to mess you up. So yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, and I finally got the go-ahead from him to just go ahead and use it anyway until the new one comes in. Um, so, you know, at least I can get some things profiled and, you know, work a little bit on it and, and sure. kind of, if nothing else, you know, try to get my, my technique down with the two by 72, since this <laughs> is my first one. See right now, this is all just a teaser for when you have the full thing. Oh man. I know. I can't wait. Um, I, I did upgrade a little bit though. You know, I told you I had a three speed and, um, that was, it seems to be okay. It's just not ideal. You know what I mean? Having to stop and swap a belt over on the, on the step pulley system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just fooling with that for a week was enough to motivate me. So I went ahead and went with the, uh, the VFD. And My got, man. Yeah. <laughs> got the VFD forward, reverse, all that good stuff. And there you go. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, when I bought my broadback, I bought just a single speed because, you know, it's, it's quite a big investment and I, I didn't quite have the, uh, you know, the funds to go for the full VFD. So I just bought the single speed and I worked on that for the better part of a year and a half before just a couple months ago, I upgraded to a VFD and holy cow, is that a game changer? Yeah. It's, it's going to be totally worth it for him, man. I'm excited about it, especially for, you know, working on handle material, being able to slow that thing right down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I just a grinder running in reverse. I'm sure I'll find the reason for that, but I just can't in my head right now. I can't picture why I would need to run it backwards. So here's what I've seen. Um, I, mine doesn't go in reverse. Yeah. I can just buy a switch and make it do that. So it's not a huge thing, but from what I've seen, um, like I do all of my, uh, sharpening up or the best majority of my sharpening on the top of the belt. Okay. Um, like just above the, the flat platen. Um, the idea of switching in reverse is so that, you know, if it catches or something, it's throwing at the wall and the sparks are going away from you instead of, you know, straight at your face or neck or, you know, dangerous regions. Right. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. And some people just like, you know, having the ability to switch it going the other direction, you can kind of, you know, feather it in some, you know, it, it's just a kind of a fine tuning type thing. I don't think you'll find yourself switching into reverse very often, but when you need it, it's there. Yeah. 
So uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm I'm super pumped up for it. I don't know. I'm actually I got to call them this afternoon because uh, when I talked to him in Atlanta, um, he didn't know exactly what he had on the shelf at the shop. You know, so I don't know when it's shipping out, but hopefully soon. And uh, we'll get grinding and throwing some sparks. And I'm I'm ready. That's sweet, man. So speaking of Blade Show, tell me about it. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> So this Thursday, me and Bubba's going to get back in here. We're going to have like an in-depth rundown. Um, but, I mean, to just p- put it basic, I mean, and we can go into as much as you want. Um, it is the most fun. If, if you have any type of interest in knives, especially a knife maker, but I mean, even if you're just a knife collector or, you know, enjoy looking at tools, that place has got something for everybody. I mean, it is unreal. And, uh, again, we talk about this almost every single show. The knife community is just the nicest group of guys and girls in the world. I mean, they're, we're, what can I say? We're the best. We're, we're so nice. We're, uh, yeah. you know, willing to help as much as you possibly can for your fellow, fellow knife maker. And, you yeah. know, we're, but a big old group of that just sounds like a great place to be. And, and some of the guys that, you know, you see online and you kind of look at them like, you know, that's the best at this, the best at that, or, you know, that's the king or that's the big dog. When you see them at blade show, when I, the first couple times I've seen several of them, you know, like Jason Knight years ago, when I saw him for the first time, I was like, Holy shit, there's Jason Knight. Oh my God. It took me 10 minutes to kind of ease myself over there and ask him for a picture. You know, but now I've seen him enough times. I walked by him two or three times in the pit and I just said, Hey Jason. And he kind of grinned and said, (laughs) hello. And we just, because we don't know each other, you know what I mean? But we've, sure. we've met, but I'm not going to take his time because he's on TV. Uh, sure. And uh, Steve Schwarzer was up there with his wife, Miss Laura. And uh, cool, cool. I walked right up to him because my wife's a big fan of his canister Damascus, you know, seeing the patterns <clears throat> that he does. And uh, I walked right up to him and told him, you know, I've never touched canister Damascus, but I'm, you know, I like watching what you do. And just the nicest dude ever. You know, he stopped and talked to us for a little bit and she said something about the dinosaur pattern and he kind of leaned in he said yeah we're going to be bringing that one back real soon we got some changes coming up and wait he, a second what's this i've never heard of this dinosaur pattern what's that you haven't seen that that's a pattern that he did with uh, i believe it was will stelter was in the shot with him they, oh man i must have just missed it yeah they did some uh can i believe it was canister might have been mosaic or those might be the same thing i'm not a damascus you know <laughs> expert but yeah dude it's like they made a billet with dinosaurs in it. Dude, that it, sounds cool. But I think it was like a stegosaurus or something. But they're going to be hey. changing it up and adding something to that billet. And he actually told us what he was adding. Now, I don't hey, know you, if it's a secret, so I'm not going to say it. But I felt cool. Yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't break that. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm not going to tell the world, but I felt pretty cool that he told me. That's awesome. And if it comes out, you know. A month from now, or a year from now, I'm gonna come back on here and say, "See, told y'all that's that's what he told me." Yep. <laughs> you heard it here first, but it, we're not telling you what it is. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we went to uh, we watched Big Hand Dave, another uh, hustle and grind alumni. We watched him compete in the the Blade Sports competition. That was a ton of fun watching that. Those guys get down cutting up. Now I've only seen. And, yeah, man, I've only seen. Um, like just videos of the, that blade sport going on that looks crazy intense on screen i can't imagine what it's like in person it it's crazy intense in person i mean there's chunks of wood flying all over the place i mean 
we were kind of front row off to the side. We were right down at the end by the water bottle chop. So, I mean, we were getting wet pretty regular. Are you in the splash zone? Yeah, we were. And it was so cool. And it was hot enough up there. It didn't bother us none. But, uh, man, we had a blast. That sounds like a blast. I am, like, it's it's not only on my bucket list, it's on my to-do list for next year. I so want to go next year. Yeah, it's one of them things. Once you go the first time. um, You're going back every year. Yeah, it's just one of those things that it's almost not even optional. You know what I mean? My wife schedules her vacation and her personal days and all this stuff, so she makes sure she's off. You know, I'm yeah. I'm able to make my own schedule, so you know it's not a problem for me. But you know, we just yeah. we kind of have like a reserve fund of the money for Blade Show. We'll you know we'll start saving next month for Blade next year. See, Emily and I haven't really gone on too many vacations together yet. Yeah, um, just kind of saving for you know starting a life together and whatnot. Right, but. I told her about wanting to go to Blade Show next year. I was like, okay, so, you know, we'll go down, we'll meet my family down, or my brother and sister in Nashville on the way, spend a day there, go down to Blade Show, you know, from, or, yeah, from from there, go see you for a day or something. Maybe after that, go spend a couple of days down to Disney. Heck, if we're down in Disney, we might as well make the rest of the way of the trip down to uh, Naples to see Brian House, and that'll be our trip. And that's like a you know week week and a half type thing, right? It if it works, it works. That sounds a great time to me. Yeah, man. It's there's nothing in the world better. I mean, I've never been to Disneyland and really don't have no desire to go. I just don't like that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, my girl's really into it. I went as in high school with the marching band. We did like a week long trip, and like the whole thing, our educational experience, um, how we you know try to rope it into you know making it a school trip is we did like two parades and like a an hour long like class thing and then we spent a week in disney world gotcha but yeah it's fun you gotta go see it at least once yeah blade show man it it, it might do something better for you than disney world did oh no 100 <laughs> percent. my disney world is blade show <laughs> yeah and i mean the deals you find up there number one i mean like handle material the prices aren't that much better than they are, you know, any other place you'd ever get them. The difference is you can pick them up and look at them in person and, you know, move them around and and see with your own eyes, you know, which part of the scale you might want to take a handle out of. You're not paying shipping. You know, once you pay for it, it goes in your backpack. Um, I have never had the issue of buying handle material and then getting it and like, oh, this isn't quite what I thought it was. But I've heard of a lot of I've heard of a lot of people running into that, so. Yeah. No, I have got some blocks before that were supposed to be dyed or whatever, and then I grind into them, and they were kind of like surface dyed. It didn't penetrate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a bummer when you when you got something in mind, but uh, I've never had a problem with them not being stabilized all the way through. So. Oh, yeah. But, it, again, I have heard that. I've heard of that happening. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Yep. And, uh, like, liner materials. I don't use a ton of liners. I use them a lot in my EDC knives. But um, I've got a couple of colors laying around the shop. Up there, they were selling liner material by the pound. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it was 10 bucks a pound. Dang. I've got, like, every color under the rainbow now in every thickness. I mean, just I was trying to find more just to make it to the next pound. 
<laughs> and I was getting colors that I wouldn't normally have, but now I'm excited because sure. I can go out there and pair it up with some of the cool, you know, blocks that I got in scales. Sure. So, uh, yeah, now I'm, that's really got me pumped up to get back in the shop and get some things going and, you know, start kicking some blade ass. Cause I've been that's slacking awesome, lately. Man. I, I put liners on every knife now just because it's a, it's a nice little opportunity to put, to put a little pop of color, or, you know, customize it for the customer You're like hey what's your you know you can put a liner in there what's your favorite color and they say blue or whatever and you you can just put that there and it looks great yep. or um i just finished up a knife a little um seven inch k-tip chef knife that i ended up doing like blue on one side and then red and white stripes on the right hand side to kind of do like a little american flag because it was for a vet and she loved it awesome. you can just do little cool things like that Tell me about your process of sticking your liners to your blocks. The reason I'm asking oh. is because when, every time I do it, I put my, my scales, I glue them to the liners first, and then I mm-hmm. just treat it like it's one piece. But I yeah. I use epoxy and rough it up and all that stuff, but I lay it mm-hmm. out on wax paper, and I end up with a mess. And uh, I see Kyle Daly doing it all the time, and he's just got it clamped to the edge of his workbench just as clean. So what what is your process? Yeah, I mean, I always give myself, you know, probably a quarter inch of space to, you know, if if it doesn't quite line up, you can just move the the handle over just a little bit and still have the room on it. So mm-hmm. I always leave myself a little bit of extra meat to, you know, in case you make a little mistake like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I just rough it up on uh, normally 36 or 60 grit just to give it a little bit of bite to hold that epoxy. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure to go in one direction on the scale and the other direction on the liner material just to have that like cross pattern to give it a bunch of, you know, surface area to have epoxy flow in there. Right. And then, yeah, I just, I just clamp them together. I mean, if it's a thin liner and it, and it, it'll flex if you clamp it, then I clamp it to a piece of wood. But if it's a thick enough liner where it's not going to, you know, flex like that, then I just, I just clamp it right to this handle scale. Okay. I've never really had an issue with them. Well, I mean, I, as long as you use as long as you use twenty four or twelve hour epoxy, anything less than that, you're gonna you know you're gonna have a problem with it separating. But. Yeah, yeah, that five minute shit's just. <laughs> uh, I, I used to use nothing but five minute because I stayed in a hurry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I, was, I was the same way, but then you use it. You use that twelve hour once, and you're like, "Oh shoot, that's that's like a rock now." You're you're never gonna have an issue with it. Yeah, you just don't go back. Well, I use twenty four hour epoxy, but I I set myself up to where I've got you know once I get a glue up done, I've got plenty more to do. I can move on to something else until you know the next day. Now, I, yeah, a lot sure. of times I don't give it a full twenty four. You know, like I'll I'll finish up my day in the shop around five or six in the afternoon you know, and finish up a glue up about that time and mm-hmm. by, by lunchtime the next day, you know, I'm usually grinding into it, but it's close. Yeah. Enough. I mean, I as, long, as long as it's, as long as it's holding, you're not going to have an issue. Yeah. Um, I've only had once where I've, I started grinding on something just a little bit too early and it, and this liner, you know, slides off. Oh, wow. I mean, you just rough it up again and glue it back together and make sure all the, uh, all the surfaces are clean. And I mean, no harm, no foul. You're just back another day. And that's another good thing about 24 hour epoxy as opposed to five minutes. I clean up. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Have mercy with the 24 hour. You can just wipe it right off. Right. You got to do some scrubbing with that five minute. 
<laughs> yeah, that five minutes for the newbies. You, you, you just have to get it. Your patience and letting it set up that little extra, you know, couple extra hours is going to pay off and that handle holding together for, you know, literal decades, if not as long as that knife is in service. Yeah. Yep. So, well, that's, that's good on handle talk. <laughs> Man, I want to thank everybody that listened to that special blade show preview edition we put up last week. That, that show did really well for it to come out on a, you know, not a regularly scheduled day. I was, I was quite pleased with the amount of downloads and streams and stuff we had on that. So, um, yeah, thanks to everybody that checked that out. And if you hadn't heard it yet, go back. It's a little late now, but it was a Blade Show preview episode. It's so, worth the listen, man. Yeah, like I said, this week, uh, Thursday, we're not going to have a guest. It's going to be me and Bubba in here, and, and I'm sure we'll be hollering and hooting about, you know, everything that we did up there and everything we saw. And just the, the people up there are amazing. Um, you never know who you're going to meet up there. I was talking to one guy. Uh, he's a knife maker. I think his name is, uh, I'll have to look it up and guarantee it for next time, BG or BTG or something like that, Knives. And uh, I got to talking to him for a long time about knives and stuff. And then all of a sudden he asked me what kind of music I listened to, and I told him, you know, a little bit of everything. And he said he used to tour with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And uh, for any of the young guys, that was a, a way old school rap group. And I was like, yeah, right, whatever. And sure enough, he Googled it, and there he was. So That's him. That was pretty cool, man. And you never, like I said, you just never know who you're going to meet up there. And uh, getting some arm wrestling tournaments. We had some of those going down in the pit. And uh, <laughs> yep. See, I've always heard about this mythical pit. Oh, dude, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in the world. <laughs> and uh, even my wife got in arm wrestling and, Every time we go up there, she ends up finding uh, Amber from Naked and Afraid. And they, sure. they don't talk, you know, throughout the I, – I think they follow each other online or something. But, you know, they don't chat or nothing like that throughout the year. But every year at Blade Show, they tend to just find each other, and they're stuck like glue. You know what I mean? They're That's just awesome. homies all night. And, uh, yeah, it's just such a good time, man. So much fun. So uh, That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So we're not going to ramble too long today. This is only 20 minutes so far. But what we're doing. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, what we're doing today is, you know, I just want to be able to put something out so we stay on that schedule. We stay on that consistency of Tuesdays. Stay um, on that hustle and grind. Yep. Got to stay hustling. Got to stay grinding. Yes, sir. And uh, Speaking of, so you would never guess what high-quality shirt I'm wearing right now. What you got? It is the hustle and grind t-shirt. This thing is made out of, I mean, I don't know what material, I mean, it's a cotton material, but it is super soft, but also it seems as if it's really durable. So any of you out there that need a new t-shirt, want to support this fantastic little podcast going, you've got to get yourself one of these. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. They asked me what kind of shirts I wanted to use and I, they gave me several options and I kind of just felt that one and, um, it just, it just feels good. You know, it's comfortable. And um, why would I want to save one or two dollars and sacrifice, you know, something being a lot more comfortable? Yeah, man, I made that mistake when I got my first round of shirts. And I mean, a cheap T-shirt. I mean, 
there's nothing worse than wearing a cheap t-shirt all day. Yeah. This I've been wearing it. I've been wearing it today. And I mean, it's, it's comfortable. You're good. Well, I appreciate this thing it. is fantastic. And unfortunately I'm going to have to announce this. The prices of the t-shirts are going up. Oh no. Yep. Last time I went and shipped a handful of them out, I came out of pocket a good little bit. Uh, I'm just, Shoot, man. I'm not charging enough for shipping. So sure. uh, it, it cost me, it was $6 and 70 something cents to ship each one. Um, and I only added five bucks to what I pay for the shirt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up out of pocket a couple bucks per shirt, which, you know, $2. So what, but you know, if I'm shipping 10 or 15, 20 of them, you know, that ends up kind I mean, of reversing the whole point of what we're trying to do here with these shirts, which is put a little money in the f- kitty to pay for some studio time. You know what I mean? I mean, to be fair, you were charging, you know, what was it, 25 bucks for a normal size T-shirt, and then my 2X was 30 I right. mean, that, that's cheaper than I would expect from a, you know, custom shirt. So it's totally worth that extra couple bucks. You, you definitely need to. I mean, all of you out there that haven't gotten one of these yet, Go ahead and go ahead and get a hold of Jason. He'll hook you up. I didn't charge you that much, did I? You might need a I refund if I did. No, because the regulars, <laughs> the regular shirts, uh, you know, up through extra large are twenty bucks, and then the two X and up are twenty five. Hey, well, maybe I just announced what your prices are going to be. Hey, I just want to add two bucks. You know what I mean? Just, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Just to cover the shipping. And if you order a shirt and you feel like you want to toss in a tip, you know, to help the show out, that's fine. But, I mean, if somebody wants to wear the Hustle and Grind logo, I'm all about it. You know, I'd love to see it. So, I mean, Absolutely. just we'll do 22 and 27. You know, like I said, that'll just cover the shipping. But, uh, yeah, like I said, when I, when I had to come out of my pocket, I kind of thought to myself, you know, is this really worth going through all this trouble to have them made and – you know, packaging and getting addresses and going to the post office and doing all this, you know, I want people to, to know the brand, but I don't want to pay someone to do it, which essentially is what I'm doing. If I'm paying extra, you know, to get it to them. Yeah, man, I totally get that. Um, I mean, those, those prices are still incredibly cheap for supporting a podcast like that. So I think, I think it's totally worth it. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening right now that they'll agree. Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, several people have bought them. A bunch of people have put them online, you know, showing some love and some stories. And, man, we appreciate the hell out of every single one of them. And uh, Vince over there at MMT Maker, he got his shirt and his little mini cleaver the other day. He sent me a cool little picture, so he's loving that. And uh, Yeah, I saw that on the story, and then I, I went ahead and uh, made, a, made a story post as well, pretty much the exact same thing. Oh, cool, man. Thank you. I didn't see yours, I don't think. Or did I? Oh, no, really? Normally, I share it right back out. You know, I add it to my story as well. That's fine. It was was later last night anyways. Oh, so, okay. You remember last time, uh, I don't know if you were the one on here or not. You might have been the last one on a regular podcast other than the, (laughs) uh, the preview episode. We were talking about that beautiful blue chef's knife and how it was just still chilling at my shop, you know. Yeah. It sold that day. That's awesome. Yep. Good for you, man. Before the podcast even come out, it sold that day. So That's awesome. I was super pumped. And, man, I'm excited. Um, so my chef's knives, I've sold several chef's knives to chefs that work in restaurants, right? 
cool. but the guy that bought this one is a he is a a high level chef. He's not famous oh, cool. or anything, but he works in like a high like a, a fancy restaurant. And sure. um, cool. Yeah, he's a I forgot what it's called, but he, he actually wears like the white coat and all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've sold Yeah, man. I'm actually incredibly lucky on that front. Um, my brother is also right there with the, the uh, high-level chef. He's in Nashville, and, like, he's cooking for the Predators, the, the professional hockey team, and all the professional and high colleges around there. Wow. Like, he, he cooks for all those, and then he also, you know, does another, you know, gig at a, a high-end restaurant. And pretty much whenever whenever I have a new culinary knife coming out, I make I make it out of, you know, cheaper materials and send it down to Nick and like, okay, give me a bunch of feedback. And he gives me the feedback and I do a couple tweaks and go back and forth until it's perfect in his eyes. And then I start making them. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really lucky to have him working on that. And then, you know, it's awesome that you've got, you've gotten into the hands of a professional chef. Yeah. Um, is he going to be like, has he already gotten it? Is he going to give you some feedback? He is not. Well, I don't know. Um, he should have gotten it. According to my tracking, it's been delivered, but I haven't heard okay. from him. Um, a lot of times I send out a knife and I never hear from the people, you know, sometimes I yeah. hear from them and they say, you know, I like it or whatever. Uh, I'm hoping for some feedback when he bought it and told me what he did. No, I looked at his Instagram page, you know, I, I thanked him obviously. And, Told him I was looking mm-hmm. forward to his feedback, so maybe I'll get some. But uh, I don't know. Hopefully, it made it to him. I'm sure I'd have heard about it by now if it didn't. So, oh yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, people get busy sometimes. He he's probably still. You know, I'm sure he's got it. Yeah. So there's a, a town just right north of us called Macon, Georgia, and uh, right in downtown Macon, it is like the the hipster capital. Right, you know what I mean. Just uh, all right, all the trendy stuff, and there's a bunch of restaurants downtown that they have what they call chefs, but it's like I said, it's the hipsters, and they're still sure. probably trained. But I got my knives in in a few of the restaurants down there, uh, and I've gotten cool. some really awesome feedback. But uh, like I said, as far as this guy being high level, I'm I'm real excited to to see what he thinks of it. You know, someone who's been working with other custom knives for years and years. I'm I'm curious to know how mine compares. So, yeah, man. I mean, from the looks of the pictures, that thing looked gorgeous. So, oh, it was beautiful and it, it cut like a dream. I mean, it was really good geometry, and I mean, it just it was great. That's awesome. So earlier, you sent me a picture of your first K tip design. Did you want to talk about that at all? Well, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I keep hearing this word K-tip and I looked and yeah. I looked and I'm like, okay, what something, what is this thing? Right. So yeah, all sure. the pictures I looked at, I'm like, okay, this is just a chef's knife with the damn tip ground, ground down a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for sure. I was working on a little short chef's knife and kind of looking at it. And when I'm doing my profiles, I'll kind of, I'll grind a little bit and I'll hold it and I'll look at mm-hmm. it and I'll take a Sharpie out and kind of, make some lines and look at it and wipe it off and make some new lines. So for some reason, while I was doing that profiling, I said, I'm going to try that K tip thing. Everybody does. So cool. Just with that new grinder, just as quick as that, I had a K tip. And, and there it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, I got to refine it. Cause now looking at it, 
it looked completely normal like a chef's knife before I did that. Now mm-hmm. the back of the knife at the spine, it kind of looks like it's arching in a weird way. So, yeah. So I'm gonna, I saw that a little bit, but on the I one mean, I sent you. Yeah. Yeah. I think what happened is my tip was a little higher um, mm-hmm. until I ground that point down. So it had that kind of natural sweep down. Now with that tip dropping, it's got like a humpback looking design. Which hey, it's maybe somebody will like that. Unfixable, but you know I don't like it, so I'm gonna have to just grind it down a little bit. Sure. And uh, hey, people seem to be liking that design, though. I totally get it. At least uh, what Nick was telling me, my my brother down Nashville. Uh-huh. Um, the the whole idea of it is it gives you the edge geometry, and again, I'm I'm not a professional, but this is just what he said. The edge geometry is the same as you know if you're using a if you have a seven inch K tip, it has the, the edge geometry of roughly um, like a eight or a nine inch chef, but with that cut, the edge cut off or like that tip cut off, you don't have to raise your hand quite so far to get that, you know, the, whatever you're chopping under it. Okay. So, I mean, I, again, I, I could be, you know, totally blowing smoke, but at least that's what he was saying. But, um, People seem to like it. It's a cool enough looking design, so right. it sells. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I had one in mind, and um, one that I had seen before, and I just pulled it up because I couldn't remember who I had seen it from, but it's Fiery Ice Forge. Put up a picture of one. Well, hell, that was all the way back in April. Um, sure. But I just saw it, and man, just that design caught my eye when I saw it because it almost, if I was just to glance without knowing what the K-tip K- you know, trend thing is, I don't know if it's a trend or whatever, but <laughs> you would almost think that maybe the tip broke in some kind of weird way. But I remember yeah, looking I at that, that one and thinking, man, that's a kind of a crazy design. It almost has like a, a cleaver profile in reverse. Yeah, no, I totally see I mean, that. It's, it's, it's cool though. I'm going to make one and we'll see how it does. And, uh, I'm making, what's the biggest chef's knife you've ever made? You ever done a nine inch? No, but I have a customer that's talking to me right now looking at an 8-inch. I've been making these 7-inch K-Teps over and over again, uh-huh. and that's pretty much as large as I get. Um, I made a 9-inch, um, like, carving knife. Right. But I guess that was probably closer to 10-inch carving knife, but I've never made a chef knife that large. Most of my chef's knives are dead on 8 inches, you know, blade length. And um, with a 2-inch belly, you know, right at the heel, that's mm-hmm. a, that's about normal. So like that blue one that, that we were just talking about, that was eight inches long, two inches at the heel. and uh, Yeah, that totally seems like a sweet spot right there. Yeah, well, I did another one last night. I went about eight and a quarter and um, got about two and three-eighths at the heel. So this thing's going to be Ooh. a monster. A little bit taller for sure. A little yeah. bit. And uh, I, I've messed around with the thought of doing a nine-inch, you know, just because I've heard that that's good. But man, that just seems like too damn much knife. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, at some point it kind of turns into a little machete. Right, right. And in the kitchen, you know, that just seems a little overkill. I mean, who knows? There might be a you know eight foot tall chef out there who needs a nine inch chef knife. You know? Well, maybe. I mean, <laughs> there's if, a person for every knife. You want to cut through the whole chicken at once? I guess so. Sure. Uh, <laughs> why not? Right. <laughs> Well, Brian, man, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's only been 35 minutes, but the goal today, like I said, is to put something out 
And, man, you have helped me do that, and I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. We need to get this thing out lickety-split, man. Got to keep that consistency. I'm in this chair right now, and as soon as we hit this button, I'm going to slide over to this computer, and I'm going to get it loaded. So within the next hour, it'll be out. That's uh, awesome. All right, guys. Make sure you go and check out our sponsor, Phoenix Abrasives, for all of your abrasive needs. And don't forget that new promo code, HUSTLE10, will get you 10% off of your total order. Doesn't matter if you buy one belt or 100 belts. You'll get 10% off. So uh, no reason not to try them out if you're not already. And if you're already using Phoenix, use that code and go get them cheaper. It's time to upgrade. Yeah, I was going to say. It sounds yeah. like shipping is knocked off right there. Uh, pretty much. Yep. That's almost going to give you free shipping. Um, cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see you again next Tuesday on our regularly scheduled day. But we're going to record Thursday, and we're going to get back on schedule and get this thing right. So until then, there guys. I'm Jason Hartwell, J.K. Blades, with my homie, Brian Cone of B. Cone Knives. You guys keep on hustling. Keep on grinding. Keep on grinding, guys. Always great to be here. Thanks for having me. See ya. Bye.